This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and eat meat in it. Hallelujah. I'm on my way to church this morning. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G. Out of the box thinking is good. You know? Out of the box? Yeah, you know, ghosts. Some people think that's crazy. They go, uh, no, that's not true. Ghosts don't exist. You know, things that we're fed to believe. Right? Ghosts don't exist. The earth is round. Well, the earth is, the earth is round. Is it, though? Two kids It's only radio. It's so simple. And now... Who's your favorite Marvel Comics hero? Mine is Superman. Remember the motto? With great power comes great responsibility. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you again at 6. Our feature presentation. <laughs> what that was? It's a real comic head. <laughs> is that a newscaster? Yeah. It is. Oh, wow. Doing a Comic-Con story, talking about the great Marvel character Superman. Huh. Who says, you know, with great responsibility. That's his catchphrase. Right. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Mm-hmm. She nailed it. Huh. I love it. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Wednesday morning, the 24th of July. I've just been... Uh, Handed, as they say in the news business, some bad news from one of our listeners. Oh, that I am uh, actually legitimately uh, distressed about. Okay, Barney Smith has died. Oh, the owner of the world famous toilet seat art museum dies at ninety eight. Love that little dude. Yeah. Me too. He uh, had, uh, I visited him, remember, on one of my trips across country a couple of years ago at the Alamo Heights uh, area in uh, just outside San Antonio. And he had created over 1,300 toilet seat covers and was a real character, man, a real personality. Uh, Opened up the makeshift museum out of his garage in 1992 and sold it last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it was going to be moved. Wasn't going to be moved to Houston or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's so. just he was, uh, you know, just too old to keep keep doing it. But but God. when we talked to him, he was still he would stay up till three four a.m. Yeah. working on his projects and get up in like an hour and a half and keep going. Yeah, yes. amazing. Yeah, it definitely. It it seemed to me like he needed that work because you know he had at his age he had long been a uh, you know a widower and he didn't have much else going on. But he had that little project that he was so invested in. Jetson, did you ever did you ever hear Barney? Smith? on the show? No, I never heard him on the show. I just knew that there was a guy who had a toilet seat museum because that's the kind of thing that travels quick. <laughs> right. so, yeah. yeah, and I visited him and had a, a terrific afternoon with him and we uh, we spoke with him a number of times on the show. In fact, it wasn't that long ago that I think we had a brief conversation about, hey, we ought to check in with Barney and see how he's doing. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to get the opportunity to do that, but I thought we might 
like I said, I, I mean, I just got this, you know, one minute before we went on, but I did uh, search for audio and I thought I'd find a little bit of the last time we talked to Barney. Okay. I think this is the end of the last call that we ever had with our friend Barney Smith. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> did you just hang up on Barney? That took a real turn at the Did end. you just hang up on he Barney? did. Oh, God. I don't, I don't like anything he's, in the last minute. He's 97, Kevin. I didn't really hang up on you him. Clipped him. Yes. You he, clipped him. He hung up. No, you, you clipped no, him. No, you clipped he, him. No, he you hung, clipped him. That he might be the last time we ever... Oh, his arms not. aren't working. His legs. Didn't you hear him? That was a rough last minute. <laughs> I, did, I mean, it sounded worse than it was. Yeah, but the bigger story here is that Allie strikes again. Oh, yep. no. It's true. She oh, does. No. She's no. a black widow. That was like eight, nine months ago. Yeah, but no, what did but you, you say? Said, you said it's the la- this is probably the last time we talked to him, and it came true. That's not... Well, don't say but, things like that when you have that kind of power. You're right. Fatality. What did the news lady say? Use it for good responsibility. Right, like Superman says. Right. Six. <laughs> Allie. Oh, I, now I don't know whether Kevin killed Barney or you killed Barney. I will say this: it's a tag team. I'm happy. Just, I'm happy to be part of a duo this time instead of a solo act. I remember the last. I feel like it was more than the last minute of that interview, <laughs> but like the last few minutes, we kept trying to wrap it up. Then he kept adding sadder and sadder information. Yeah. And then Kevin is purple. He's laughing so hard. I just, it, we should replay that whole thing. It was, that was amazing. Funny. All right, let's try to dig that up and see if we can squeeze it in. Because I think you're right. Because we were like, all right, Barney, have a great day. And he's like, well, I don't think I will because yep. my legs hurt so much. Right. <laughs> right. By the well, way, that time's 10. Yeah. And a lot slower. Yeah. Have a, I hope there's some love in your life. Well, everyone I know is dead. <laughs> I like the time that. at the museum. Well, no one comes in ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm always alone with just toilet seats. Oh, yeah. bless him. Well, I uh, very sad to have to bring you all that news, but uh, I really, uh, God, I'm, I'm just. I'm, uh, it was a junior T95, by the way. I want to give the credit to the listener who just sent oh. me the story. But I, uh, I'm just, you know, it's just one of those old guys that I'm just grateful I got the opportunity to meet and spend some time with. And I mean, I, I feel like I was, uh, my life was richer for the experience of knowing Mr. Barney Smith. So, R.I.P. Barney. Yeah, he went out of his way, Jensen, mm-hmm. to go visit him. It was not on the route he was going. So well, that's it's, it's a museum. That's Bean's thing, I mean, and, that and, is his and thing. an old man curating it. Was a perfect it. storm. That's yeah. honestly, it's the eye of the storm. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was everything I everything I want in life. It's a perfect <laughs> Venn diagram for Bean. <laughs> and I'm also concerned that he didn't make it to a hundred. You know, I keep my eyes peeled a lot on that hundred year old mark because mm-hmm. that's where I hope to be. And he Dude, only made there, it to ninety eight. I hate to break it to you, but there's not a chance in hell you're going to make it to ninety. There's no reason I won't. I give him 82 right tops. Oh, yeah. He really Dare stretches yeah. it. Uh, you know, Allie just said you're oh, going to oh, 82. Right. Oh, so <laughs> might as well write that will out. I've got a... I now have a target on my back. Thanks, Allie. Sorry. You too. I'm just trying to be honest with you. You're not going to reach 100. I'm going to make 100. I'm, but you're, I'm, but right. unfortunately, you are not going to be around for me to rub it in your face because you'll be <laughs> long dead of another spider bite. <laughs> I feel like I got my one per life, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I exceeded my the average. Yeah. So I'm so good from in, now on. So you're indestructible yes, now. Yes, correct. That's okay. the way I look at it. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Amito, shall we? Hakuna Matata. Right. Uh, animal stories on the program today. 
Food delivery people, is it true that 25% of them sample your food when they drop it off? I've been dreading this story all night. 25%? Uh, I'm nervous we're going to get calls, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we will, and I uh, think we'll find out it's probably true. Think about how many hands have been in your food before you start eating it, Jensen. No. Oh, okay. Geez. All right. Would you like to take that back? Um... I would not. Oh, you'll have plenty of chances today. Oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. You just wait for that segment, and then you'll be able to answer over and over and over again. All right. Uh, things that you uh, that you did that your parents didn't find out about, we're going to talk about on today's show. Maybe still you, you're doing something they don't know about. Uh, and also, I don't know if you saw this story, but it's almost as sad as, as Barney. Remember the woman that married the 300-year-old pirate ghost? Yeah, she was very much in love with him. Divorced. <gasps> oh, Oh, yeah. there such thing as love. Right? Does How love could even that exist? Not work out. <laughs> they were perfect for each other. She certainly wasn't going to find anybody else. And frankly, neither was he. <laughs> and what arguments could have <laughs> Right. <laughs> what could the problem have been between them? <laughs> well, I think you're going to find out in about a half hour, and you're not going to be happy because I believe love is dead, you guys. Mm. Yeah. Very sad to bring you that news, but that's the deal. It's a bummer of a day. Plus, we have tickets for 21 pilots as well. We will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? What's going on? Well, Gwen Stefani took to Instagram yesterday to announce that she had to cancel her upcoming performance because she is currently, quote, unwell. She said this, I am so upset to share that I'm unwell and will not be able to perform my Vegas residency show tomorrow night, which would be tonight. I was so looking forward to seeing everyone and performing, and I wish I wasn't feeling the way I do. To everyone who is coming to Wednesday's show, I'm so sorry. I'm doing everything I can to be back on stage on Friday. I don't look sad, but I really am disappointed. No details as to what's going on? No. Hmm. Could they go for a hologram and just play her music? They could do that. Um, Look at your watch now. You're a super hot female. You got a million dollar contract. And you're still waiting for your hot track. Mm, She sounds unwell. She's still got it, though. Uh, She's currently headlining an extended residency at the Zappos Theater in Las Vegas until November 2nd. I don't know what you do in that case. Do you have a makeup date? I don't know. Or is it just kind of scrapped? I when, don't know. I would assume they would just cancel it. I think it's just a scrap. Yeah. yeah. When you say you're not well. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? Usually yeah. you would say you're sick. Yeah. But mm-hmm. to say you're unwell it's is like a measles. bit weird. Or like. Is it measles? I, it could be. Sounds like. like typhoid? It sounds, it sounds serious. Okay. But I'm I mean, doing everything I can to be back on stage Friday. That's not uh, measles. That's not, I'm not well, though. It's so weird. That is a strange way to say it. Allie was yeah. giving everybody cholera yesterday. It Could might it be, be that? cholera. Might he be was. cholera. Gwen is going to be so thin mm-hmm. on Friday. Just <laughs> everything out of her system. Wouldn't you love to just get a touch of the cholera? No. Allie? Oh, absolutely. Just a touch. I wasn't asked. Yeah. Just to clear out the system? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Just start over. Yeah. Like, just restart your whole, like, metabolism, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still am hoping for a tapeworm. I think that's the answer. Remember, we tried to get Dr. Drew to sign off on that plan of me getting a tapeworm, yeah. but he, he would not because he's a downer. Yeah. And you had done all the research. You found yeah. out where in South America you were ordering one from. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know, just to just to get, get rid of those last stubborn few pounds. I agree. Cholera. 
Is that still a thing? Do we even know? If I have no idea. I, it is a thing. It is. It okay. is. Okay. It's one of those diseases that was almost completely eradicated. But and it now, fought back, man. Congrats. Right. Now, due to extreme poverty and lack of medical access, it, it has made a return. Can't mm. hold it down, man. Literally. Right. Nothing. Nothing. No. Both mm-hmm. ends. No. Same time. Butthole and mouth. Yeah. I mean, I think we understand. We understand. Oh, you got it? Okay. <laughs> I think both ends well, was okay. means poop and vomit. No, yeah. we, we know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She said both ends. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was I a given. Needed to make sure. <laughs> okay. You guys, uh, remember on Saturday when Marvel made the announcement that they were bringing back Blade and they're mm-hmm. going to have Mahershala Ali cast as the vampire hunter in the reboot? Yeah, it's great casting. Yep. It's wonderful casting. Um, Wesley Snipes is weighing in because, of course, he was Blade in the 1998 film, followed mm-hmm. by Blade 2 in 2002, Blade Trinity in 2004. He said, because a lot of people were tweeting at him like, oh, man, disrespectful, you're Blade. That's how they talk. A little bit like really? Keanu. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, to all the daywalkers losing their minds right now, chillax. Yes, chillax. Good. Bring, it, bring him back, chillax. Mm-hmm. And then he said, although the news comes as a surprise, it's all good. Congratulations and salam to Mahershala Ali, a beautiful and talented artist whose expressions I look forward to experiencing for many years to come. I would have been more shocked had they brought Wesley Blade, uh, Wesley Snipes back for Blade. Yeah. Because yeah. 20, 25 years later, look, they, they give you a new Spider-Man every 18 months in these days. So why would you ever assume that they would go back to the old dude? I don't think they'd assume he'd go back, but maybe like a cameo, something. I'm down for a cameo. But to hear that the news was a surprise to him, that kind of made that's me a go, little shocking. Ooh, yeah. I don't, I don't well, love that that so much. So were income taxes. So that's not, wow. that's a good point. <laughs> that's not a, it's not a shock to do that to him. I love him, though. I want him in a cameo. Yeah, I think it would be smart. Yeah. yeah. Just drop him in there. Just, like, in the corner, like, yeah. Just nodding his head so at him. N- having nothing to do with the storyline? Maybe just not. Just standing in the corner. Wesley Snipes in normal clothes? Just mm-hmm. normal clothes, just like a at a bar. bar. Just yeah. lifts up his beer and just nods. Oh, huge. Yeah. Let me know, yeah. Marvel. Huge. I'm available. For... These. For just brainstorming I mean, yeah. sessions. Okay. Did you hear that? I yeah. just came up with that like off the top of my head. I told you guys that yesterday. Was a miracle. Thank I, you. I was reading about it, and you guys were also shocked. I think we were just in the back. There's a movie coming out called uh, Dolomite Is My Name. Uh-huh. Yes. And it has Keegan Michael Key, Wesley Snipes, Eddie Murphy, uh, and I think John Cena has a small cameo in it. Like it sounds like everyone I like in one movie. Amazing. It does sound funny. Yeah. Hopefully. Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, Titus Burgess. These people all in this movie. Anyway, let you know. Do you think Wesley Snipes will hold up a beer and just nod? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every movie from now on. Dressed as Blade, though. Every movie that's not Blade, he's dressed as Blade. The next Star Wars, he's just standing in the cantina. Yeah, everyone's like, do you know that guy? Nope. I love it. You guys. (laughs) Just some Carhartt, like, overalls. Which would be weird in the cantina. Carhartt, is that who? Mm -hmm. They make, yeah, that works. Okay. That worked. How's everybody doing? We're good. (laughs) I'm just Uh, two minutes till we go on the air. It's funny. Two minutes till we go on the air. (laughs) Who is that? Is that Schwarzenegger? That is funny. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so very much. How are you doing, Allie? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh. Really? (laughs) I mean, after yesterday. Uh huh. I did end the show with. How you doing? Everybody okay? <laughs> I now, do. I have a burning bush. 
Wow. Well, that's part of the problem. Got to get that checked out. Absolutely. Do you guys remember the R. Kelly docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly? Sure. Yeah. Huge hit on Lifetime. 26.8 million people watched that. And I think it made a real difference with turning the public tide against R. Kelly. Absolutely. Who hadn't really been paying attention. Absolutely. Well, they are following up that hit docuseries with a similar show called Surviving Jeffrey Epstein. So the show will center around the convicted pedophile who's currently locked up without bail pending trial on child sex trafficking charges as well as doing a follow-up to Surviving R. Kelly called Surviving R. Kelly The Aftermath. Robert. I mean, Lifetime has a lot going on right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about a couple more movies on the docket that I think you'll be pretty interested in. It's not Christmas, guys, so stay tuned. Okay, good. Okay, Canceled. Cool. Some birthdays for you. Elizabeth Moss, Rose Byrne, Kristen Chenoweth, Michael Richards, Gus Van Zandt, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, you guys. Yes. And Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, you guys. J-Lo. J-Lo. 50. Wow! That's not possible. I know. Have you seen her? That butt ain't 50, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're saying her butt isn't 50. Both sides. Puke and, and poo right. is what you were Got saying that. earlier. That's earlier. earlier. Oh, yeah. that's a callback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I have not heard... Uh... This apparently very sad and disturbing tape that Kevin is about to play for us. <laughs> but I, I do know this about Kevin. You are a, a murderer of love! That I do know. I don't oh. feel like I'm a murderer of love. Well, it sounds to me like you came in the first thing this morning and said that love has died. Well, I'm saying 46-year-old Amanda Teagan from Northern Ireland married a ghost. Hmm. Now they've divorced. Oh, no. So I, I, that's when I asked the question, does love even exist? You're a murderer, Kevin. She was married in uh, at sea in international waters because it's illegal, apparently, in Ireland to marry someone dead. Who knew? Who knew? Okay. And, um, Glad that's on the books. Glad they sorted that. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a pirate flag, which is a generic pirate on it, but mm-hmm. most of the time she's seen holding a giant portrait of Johnny Depp. Yeah, see, that's the oh, thing. Oh, and she calls him Jack. Jack, see, that it's not oh. even creative. Oh, oh dear. Oh, so you're upset that yeah, if you're not gonna only fall... it didn't work out, but she wasn't creative. Yeah, if you're going to fall in love with a fake ghost that's dead, hey, like, how don't How dare pull you it... say fake? Well, don't pull it from a movie, because then I feel it's fake. So this is from ITV, where they generally try their best to give the person, like, a, a, more than a fighting chance. Like, they're sort of on their side. They sort of don't interrupt them and don't call them out on their BS. Mm-hmm. But the guy on this show is sort of tired of her, and we'll hear that a little bit later on. But so the first question he asked, looking at the portrait of Johnny Depp, is... Jack, uh, as I understand, was a, a man of the sea as well. Yes, he was a pirate. Yes. A pirate? Yes. Um, so how, is it, did he fit the bill of uh, what we all know from the films and uh, novels, things of a pirate, I, me, hearty, and all that? And no, that's all very it. much stereotypical. I mean, he actually spoke very good English. It's very stereotypical. It wasn't like that. Like the painting I'm holding. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you are so right that this uh, this television presenter oh. hates having to do this interview. He's like, i got to find another job. <laughs> he really does. Like, so Most of the time, he's able to play along, have a good time. Uh-huh. There's He and a woman, and both of them are sort of fun, and they just get into it. And this time, man, he's had it. He's had it. So now he wants to know how she met him. How did he come into your life? How did you meet? I really wanted to know what was out there. And obviously I discovered spirituality and um, it gave me a link 
to the other side. And I discovered by doing a lot of workshops um, and courses or whatever in it that I was actually really, really good at it. She, she told she was good at it. Okay. All right. So then he, he has the follow-up. You reached across to the other side and then basically you got there. Someone reached back to you. Absolutely. Uh, to the extent that it felt physical. Yes, well, I mean, you can uh, feel spurred energy. Um, if you even go into a haunted building, you get that shiver up your, your spine. That's actually feeling energy. Hmm. You weren't frightened, obviously. You felt this was a good energy. Um, how did that turn into a romantic feeling? So much so to the point where you wanted to marry this ghost. Now, this is where he sort of loses his patience. We just started mm -hmm. to, to talk a lot because it was very interesting okay, okay, in that okay. period. I suppose I just get, better get to the nitty-gritty because there'll be a lot of people watching and they're saying, this woman is mad. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. He interrupts her okay three times. Yeah, and he didn't want to hear Listen. that they had conversations. I don't want to hear the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Let's get right to it because people think you might be crazy. You know, you either believe that there's another realm or you don't. You either believe that they can hear you. I don't know why she says the word realm. But it's realm, mm -hmm. is what she means, but she keeps saying realm. That's what you have Are the biggest you problem with. And yeah. you, you, you said you got so close and romantically involved with this being um, that you also believed that it, it was like a, a sexual, physical relationship as well that you could feel. The physical body, in a sense, isn't really important. It's more about the energy connection or the chemistry, you know, if you want to put it, you know, non-spiritual Jack made terms. you tingle, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get to Jeez. it. <laughs> like, come on, stop eating around the bush. Jack made you tingle, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to leave. He's so unhappy with his job oh, right now. Man. It's very sad. So, what went wrong? Okay, so so far, so good. Right? <laughs> yeah, all good, yes. Yeah, so then far. when did it get bad? Um, the first uh, time that I really noticed anything that was wrong was a couple of months after we got married. And I also knew about spirit, spirit attachments and possession and stuff like that, although, you know, I'd never encountered it. So I did ask some people, uh, you know... It, okay, I just want to stop it right here and say... She knows about spiritual attachment, mm -hmm. and maybe the spirit would want to take over her body. Oh, no. So she asked all her friends, if, does he seem like a good guy? <laughs> Are you sure that this guy is a good spirit? And everybody told me it was fine. Everybody said, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, sure, he's great. I'd like to talk to this everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no one picked up her call. No, it's all, listen, he's the best. He's the best. He treats you right. Right. We've known him for a long time. We feel like he's really a good dude. So her health starts going south, and she thinks it's because of Jack. But this went on for almost two years. My health just kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point that I ended up with sepsis last year in June. Sepsis, by the way. Oh, is, uh, no. That's, that's every serious. organ in your body just failing. Yeah. yeah. That's a serious thing. And I almost died. I had to have a more And the analysis surgery. given to you why this would happen was that Jack was doing what? Why was he a bad influence then? He was basically like an energy vampire, so... Um, he was an energy vampire. Oh, sure. didn't see that okay. coming. Right? We've when all we dated one of those. It's normal to stay in, in the earthbound realm for a period of time, but then when we're meant to cross over and go on and reincarnate or go to another realm or do whatever we're meant to do in our life's path. So when spirits stay around too long, they need an energy source, and unfortunately... Jack was using me as an energy source. He was kind of bleeding you dry of exactly. your energy, he was trying to, you ill. He had never accepted his own death, so he wanted to continue living through my body. So he was trying to come over from the other side and take you over. Yes. yes. That's a very reasonable uh, wow. dis, uh, theory, I, I should say. Right. Honestly. I mean, considering what? how crazy it could have been, what? That one at least makes sense. So he's you're saying that there's a plot to that. Like Yes, okay. it's not it's just not just like, oh, we couldn't agree on what TV shows to watch or mm -hmm. something like oh, that. Oh no, he was know? trying to kill her. Yes. He was yes. trying to kill to her. To take over the wow. body and take use it as body. a vessel. It, this is like right. this is like women who are allergic to their husband. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's like, almost like that. Yeah. Except for this includes a ghost. <laughs> physically, they couldn't be together, is what it is. It's very sad. You believe he tried to kill you, and, and how have you separated from Exorcism. This? That's my favorite oh. part right there. Mm -hmm. Because he can't even wait for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get out of this She segment. didn't even finish the question. He's, no. scroll He's, scroll Exorcism. He's scrolling LinkedIn on his phone. <laughs> you believe he tried to kill you, and, and how have you separated from Exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I, I ended up having an exorcism in December of last year. So hmm. she had an exorcism and it wow. just didn't work out, you guys. She, they were together for three years. That's successful. I mean, that's, that's, that's not a bad one. Yeah. successful, yeah, but run. she did say it started a couple of months after they got married. So right. it seems mm -hmm. like maybe it wasn't a in great LA, three though, years. In LA, three years uh, is it's a, like... It's a lifetime. Yeah, it's like a whole she marriage. She wasn't even off the couch when he was on the phone to his agent. <laughs> <laughs> Now, just, just finally, Amanda, and, and we're glad it's turned out well for you and whatever, and this is all very real to you. Okay, this is where, and I'm telling you, these guys usually don't do this, but he's, this is very real to, to you. you. Right. And now I'm going to hit you with a baseball bat question. Uh, when you look at your wedding pictures and whatever, do you feel a bit <laughs> silly about this night? Oh. <laughs> look at the picture of your wedding. Yeah. There's no one in it but How you. How do you feel now? What's happening? I have long... Uh, uh, long existing health problems that are never going to go away although since the exorcism my health has dramatically improved and they're not mental health problems <laughs> oh. he's just bringing the hammer down he's done Needling he's her. done he's finished he's just like uh, mental okay good to see you bye no i have no mental health right. problems mm -mm. be you careful be what careful. you wish for what you dream yeah. about because it may just mm. come true i'm, I'm much yeah. happier Good. Good. I'm glad you're happy. Stay happy. <laughs> Stay happy and go somewhere else Beat because it. I'm tired of this. <laughs> Good times. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Look, look, look. I, I shouldn't have to say this again. We're doing 22 and a half hours or whatever it is of live radio every week. Right, and we don't really have writers. We don't, there's no writers. So we're it's, winging it. it. We're winging it. It's all, it's all up Sometimes the top. Sometimes it doesn't go well. <laughs> it's all up the top. That, you said that like it's shocking to people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have writers. Right. Really? Yeah, it's not it. a finely scripted program? <laughs> what I'm saying is occasionally... You go for it, and it misses. Yeah, so what That's I'm it. saying is then occasionally you need to be held responsible. Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me would you, if you could, you would you, could you take that back? Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me would you, if you could, you would you, could you take that back? Look, I'm probably not even in the file again this week, but I'm just saying on I'm behalf sorry, of... I'm sorry, what, Bean? I'm probably not in the file, but on behalf of those that are, <clears throat> I just say we shouldn't be shaming them for attempting to make funny. That's all I'm saying. Mm, I see. Uh, the first one is Allie. Oh, okay. We were talking, we were doing a phone topic that you were <laughs> you were raised by clowns. <laughs> we got a lot of calls, by the way. Yeah. That, was, that was an actual thing. We were talking about being raised by clowns. Mm -hmm. Which is an odd enough thing. Seems like there's clowns everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but seriously, because clowns you go to, to the left of me, jokers to the right. Sure. Here I am, stuck in the middle <laughs> with you. Look it up, kids. It was a bop. <laughs> <laughs> the defense. 
And it's a very timely reference from 1973. I was going to say, I don't even know when that song came out, but I've heard like 18 different remixes of it. I don't, I couldn't even tell you. Can I give you my opinion on this? Yeah. Uh, halfway through, I hated you. Uh-huh. And then it turned around big time with your... <laughs> she committed. But it's a bop. Yeah, yeah, she started singing it. Fantastic. Okay. So you're saying I shouldn't take it back. I'd say it's up to you, but that's my input. For Kevin, I'm not going to take it back. <laughs> For oh, Thank you. Now Thank you can you. blame it on me. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Uh, Bean's next. Oh. A surprise. Millennials have killed the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> killed the doorbell? They no longer ring a doorbell because they just text from the car. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. But how do you know Makes who's sense. in the neighborhood? Oh, Bean. <laughs> We're going to nope. go ahead and file that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Would you like to take that back? So much okay. shame. <laughs> Big Boy used to say, who's in the neighborhood? This, is, this yeah. is the thing that Bean does. He always Door tries to explain it to us as if we don't get it. We what? get it. Clearly, you don't get it or it wouldn't would be in the... Would you like to take that back? You're, right. It's in the file because we get it. I, exactly. Uh, I'm not going to take that back. Oh. I think I think oh. there are big boy fans who got a big chuckle out of that. <laughs> listening Did to you Kevin think that? Yeah. <laughs> All the big boy fans we have listening to Kevin sure. and who at any point could turn to big boy. Look, there's a lot of crossover there in the Venn diagram. <laughs> I, I stand by that. I, I like it. Plus, it was a radio joke, too. And, you know, I kind of sure, have of a course. hard on for that. All right. All right. Oh, jeez. Oh, Allie is next. We were oh. talking about how long you waited in line and for what. What'd you okay. wait in line for, sir? Wait in line for a Limp Biscuit tickets. <laughs> All right. How, how long? About 12, no, like 14 hours. I ended up getting two tickets. My wife got two tickets. She took her best friend. I called my cousin. And to this day, my cousin still tells me it's one of the best shows he's ever been to. Fantastic. Yeah. So hey. you did it all for the tickets? All for the ticket. That's it, wow. baby. <laughs> Would you like to take that back? Last I heard, Kevin and Bean hated Limp Biscuit. <laughs> so you did it all for the ticket. See, they have a song, uh, yeah. did it all for the nookie. Uh-huh. Um, and and I don't just... you normally go for a rhyme in that situation? You would. Okay. Um, I could have said, like, you did it all for the tickies, but that did win me. Nope. I, uh, would I you will. like to take that back? I will. You will? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good. Uh, this is Bean... And then Allie at the end. Oh. oh. Mm, Bean deeper. carries the load, and then mm-hmm. Allie at the very Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now Bean's I'm a big hot. boy fan. Bean's making most of the jokes, is what I meant to say. He recently pled not Sorry, we're talking about uh, R. Kelly and uh, his being a flight risk. He recently pled not guilty in Illinois to 13 counts related to the making and procuring of child pornography. And he's facing a five-count federal case in New York, which involves allegations that he brought the underage girls across state lines. Is he absolutely positive he can fly, Allie? (laughs) I mean, file. For God's sake. I'm just asking a question. With... But you, the, the most of prejudices. The, the glee is, with what you said that was yeah. just And he took painful. a pause. Answer the question, Allie. Now I'm really out. He believes he can fly. Yeah! Would you like to take that back? Peer pressure right there. Oh, wow. Allie was following that with extreme prejudice. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I feel like if I didn't say that, we'd, we, still, we'd be... still be in that segment. <laughs> so that's still all so bean? I, it's all bean. All I right. have nothing to take, back. to take that back. I enjoyed it, but I see how others wouldn't. Yes. <laughs> I will, in fact, take it back. All right. I'll excellent. take that one back. Next up is Bean. Oh, what a come surprise. on. Uh, thank you to TCL for uh, sponsoring this broadcast. We have a TV and a sound bar to give away today, which, by the way, is too much. We've been saying all week. That's why you don't go chasing waterfalls. It's a... 
That's TLC. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Would you like to take that back? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was coming back. <laughs> take the hell out of that, that one, That one's coming back. <laughs> okay, good. Um, we, we did a great news story where uh, uh, four guys that were going to a baseball game or three guys that were going to a baseball game saw a homeless guy. They gave him a ticket to a Red Sox game, mm-hmm. and then inside, everybody was texting except for that homeless guy who was really, really tuned into the baseball game. Mm-hmm. Just grateful to be there. But the point wasn't that he wasn't texting. The point was that he. Unlike the other people in the stadium, was really into the game. Right, like people who could have been into the game weren't because right, they're on their phone. Anyway, I think uh, this Pedro is a great guy, and I would vote for him. I swear to God, babe. Would you like to take that back? <laughs> no. Did Jensen laugh? Did I, he laugh when I, he heard that? That was Dave laughing, first of all. <laughs> no, I felt pity. It was more of a pity laugh. <laughs> Would you like to take that Guys, back? vote for Pedro is the hottest catchphrase it in America really right really now. really tapped into what's happening. It's what all the kids are saying. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to admit that that one yes! maybe was past its expiration date, and I will take it back. Mm. Next up is the King of Mexico. Dave, a rare appearance wow. in the file. What did I do? We were talking, we were at Comic-Con, we were doing miniature golf course to celebrate the South Park movie. Did you know that it's the 20th anniversary of Bigger, uh, uh, Harder, Uncut? I forget what the name of it is. Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Thank you, Bigger, the movie, Longer, Uncut. Yeah. The 20th anniversary. We're old. Yes. How is it the 20th? <laughs> Blame and Canada. We, 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 I mean, file. Would you like to take that back? I mean, has there ever been a a shoehorn bigger than that? Blame Canada. It doesn't even make sense. Well, well it was a song, a song from the movie. It was a song in the movie. I understand, Except but we the were talking not about how from the- Canada. Canada didn't make it more popular. These are reasons you would blame Canada in this joke. They don't exist. Yeah. So, that's, Dave, that's your point to figure out if you're going to take it back. Would you like to take that back? Yeah, yes, I'll take it back. Also, I'd like you to apologize. Apologize? Oh, wow. Why? Yeah, we're going to go a step further. Wow. Apologize. Apologize. I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, there you okay, go. There you go. <laughs> now, <laughs> apologize to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got you going. And next up is Michael Snyder. What? Ooh, whoa. Hey, senior, Michael. Senior editor of Variety? Wow. Hey, Michael. Oh, damn it. It's, it's very rare that we have guests on the show who are in the file. We were we were talking to Tom DeLong about aliens, and then we went to Michael Snyder to talk about the Emmys. You guys ready for some radio whiplash? <laughs> you ready to go for Tom DeLong and aliens into our friend Michael Snyder from Variety talking about yesterday's Emmy nominations? Hey, guys. So did he tell you all the small things about aliens? Oh, or? you go straight to hell. Right in the file, Michael. We're going right to file it, and we're going to call you the next time we do. Would you like to take that back? <laughs> Would you like to take that back? Michael was locked and loaded yeah, with that one, man. Shopping at the bit. Wrote it down. Read it off a piece of paper. Michael? Seriously, did, didn't you, Josie, what I did there? <laughs> oh, my Oh my God. He's doubling I, I, down. I, 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 I said you're not down with it. Well, I, I'm feeling this, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> My God. Can no. We, can we technically put this phone call in the next Would You Like yes. to Take That Back batch? Uh, I don't think he's I done, though. Would you like to take it back? You're not, not taking it back. back. Well, we'll talk to you not next time at the back. same exact feature. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to take that back? It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. You guys, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the animal kingdom. Hit it, Steve. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. 
Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. Every once in a while, an animal story comes along and the listeners insist that we cover it. Uh, and I get uh, it sent from many, many people. And the meth gator is the story. This year. <laughs> I'm sure you guys all saw this. This was a viral Facebook post from the Loretto, Tennessee Police Department. They were writing about a man they had arrested named Andy Perry, who police say they caught attempting to flush methamphetamines along with several other items of paraphernalia down his toilet as the police entered his apartment. So they were putting up a Facebook post to warn people about the dangers of animals because the drugs get into the water. Somehow it could get into the animals Ah. as well. Ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think what one hyped up on meth would do. Furthermore, if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in Shoal Creek and the Tennessee River down in North Alabama. So people were terrified about the thought of a gator on methamphetamines. (laughs) Understandable, by the way. Agreed. Especially when it's coming from a legitimate source like a police department. Well, they ended up having to apologize for it. And they said they had no idea that it was going to go viral. They did not expect this much traction. They were just trying to stress that you shouldn't flush your drugs down the toilet because because it's dangerous, right? But they said there is no danger of a meth gator, and it's not something that we have to worry about. So please officially cross that off your list of things to be deathly afraid about. But there are, very, there are people who are very disappointed that that I, turns out to not be true. I would want a meth gator as a pet. The uh, partner of a man who died after he ate a gecko has remembered him as a happy-go-lucky person who is always up for a laugh. Alira Bricknell told uh, the News uh, 7 in Australia that David Dow was uh, the best dad. And uh, they had been together since they were 18 and 19 years old. He was 34 years old now. And he was recently at a party where he was dared to swallow a gecko. <laughs> Oh, never. <laughs> my God. should never do that. I'm going to party with that guy. That's a terrible That's thing. That's what I meant. It's a terrible thing. Well, he contracted a salmonella infection as a result. Again, he swallowed the lizard on a dare. His partner left behind says, I don't want him remembered like this. I want to remember the happy times. I'm really concerned about our three children. I want to protect them. I don't want people harassing us because of this. Because that is the type of thing that makes the rounds. And you can see the kids going to school and going, oh, your daddy died from swallowing a lizard. Nobody wants that, right? right? No. Your dad wasn't even smart enough to wash the lizard first. <laughs> right. That's how he got the salmonella. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, of of the long list of ways that you can die, Yeah. you never really expect that's how you're going to go, yeah. do you? No. I do have swallow a gecko on my list. You do? Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. okay. It's like, weird. number four. Because David thought he was just being the life of the party. He didn't sure, expect it to go that way. Uh, Becca Hill's partner was in the yard in their home in the British town of Pigton, hanging the laundry to dry. Gizmo, their tiny brown and white miniature chihuahua, was with them until he wasn't. Allie, this story will resonate with you. A seagull <gasps> dove out of the sky and snatched the brown and white pup on Sunday. No. Her partner tried to grab Gizmo as the gull flew away, she said, but she couldn't reach the dog. It carried Gizmo as far away as uh, until we couldn't see him anymore. I have no idea if he was dropped or where he is now. Now, uh, Jensen, I'm sure he's you, fine. Were you here when Allie told us the uh, the story of what happened with her in San Diego with a seagull attacking her in her room? No, but like the rest of the world, I saw it on Instagram and mm-hmm. was was terrified for her. I was like, this is really quite a concern. <laughs> was there any danger in your mind, Allie, that the seagull was going to pick you up and carry you out to sea? A little bit, um, but I got over it. Okay. 
This uh, four-year-old gizmo was only 4.4 pounds, by the way. Yeah, same. Um, Miss Hill originally posted a plea for help locating gizmo on Facebook, but ended up taking it down because people were were trolling her. What? Posting, what? Com- oh, no. posting comments that cast doubt on her claim. Although possible, the suspected attack would certainly be a rare occurrence because seagulls do not have talons, so it would be challenging to pull off such a feat, said Kevin McGowan of the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. He said the incident would be very unlikely, although he was not there to witness the event. They're actualing a poor woman yes, who lost, who lost her dog. Oh. Yes. Um, seagulls are big, you guys. Yeah. And and the dog was only four pounds. I'm I'm sorry. I, this happened. Yeah. Team Seagull is what Team we're Siegel. saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is something you don't see very often. This is a county fair in Bellefontaine, Ohio. And like many county fairs across the country, they have livestock showings. This is where you take your cow or your pig or your goat or your turkey or whatever. And it's a competition to see who wins a ribbon and a prize. Unfortunately, all of those animals then go to slaughter afterwards, and that is the case in this in this story as well. This was a prize-winning lamb who was best in show, basically. And the little 10-year-old that raised this lamb got almost $4,000 for the victory. However, because the animals all go to slaughter afterwards, they drug test the animals. And there's now a scandal in Ohio because this lamb was on the juice. <laughs> what? This, this lamb was on PDs or something. No. They, apparently, they found traces of something called furesemide. It's a diuretic known by the brand name Lasix that had been found in the lamb. It could partially dehydrate the animal to make the muscles feel more solid. So this is apparently... That lamb is never going to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. No. This the is, lamb was just trying to make weight. That's all he was trying to do. Yeah. That's it. So this is, I guess what I guess what they do is they, you know, the, when the judges inspect the animals, they look at the width of their loins and the thickness of their muscle structure, and they're thinking about is this a perfectly formed animal, you know, that we'll we'll, we'll get the best meat out of. And this lamb was cheating, you guys. That's awful. Corrupting the one final sport of like, right sensitivity. Like they, this is the one I believed in. Like I, I knew that. Yes, I Past knew tense. That, that, yeah. I knew that these livestock competitions were in fact competitive, but I had no idea that it got to the point where people were using drugs to try to win these. I'm never going to look at that sport again the same. And uh, finally, I want to end on a sweet story because we've had some loss and some death and some sadness. This is a, I think this is the sweetest story in the world. He's a fashion designer named Henry Kim. He is 32 years old and he is a goldfish enthusiast. He has about 20 goldfish. But unfortunately, like many people who've owned goldfish, he has occasionally come in and found them floating upside down or sinking to the bottom of the bowl or being turned on to one side. All people that have goldfish? Um, it is very common. Yeah. It's okay. very common, Kevin. And there are lots of reasons for this. There's no one specific thing that causes slim bladder disease, but it has something to do with either overeating or the water not being the right to, you know, the, maybe the water isn't clean enough or doesn't have the right oxygen balance. Maybe they have to spend too much time at the top getting the kind of food that floats. Well, this, he had seen this happen. So he had a goldfish that started to get this slim bladder disease and he built the goldfish a wheelchair. Uh, what? Well, uh, so essentially, what? it's a float so that the goldfish doesn't sink to the bottom or turn over. It keeps him just like if you got into, if you got into like a raft or something like that on the water to You're stay saying, afloat, like floaties. 
Yes. He got some airline tubing that people used in their tank. He placed it around the goldfish. He added some valves to the bottom of it, which acted as a chair to prop him up. Then he tied on some styrofoam as a buoyancy aid and meticulously removed pieces until the weight was just right for the fish to move around freely. So he basically created this, what he calls a wheelchair for goldfish, which people just think is the sweetest thing in the world. Because rather than just say, well, the goldfish is only going to last six weeks anyway, why should I bother? He says his goldfish are now living to be five and six months old. This poor goldfish is looking at people going, please kill me. Come on. <laughs> Just take me out. we got to look in that guy's All freezer. my friends are gone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, you're making, you're figuring out a way to make this a bad thing. I think it's awesome that this guy is taking the time to keep his little goldfish alive. Deplete the water. Is this week's Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. <laughs> It's Kevin and B. K-U Rock. Some sad news, you guys. If you weren't uh, listening earlier this morning, right ahead of the start of the show, I got a word from one of our listeners that uh, our friend Barney Smith had passed away. You may remember him as the man who became famous for his toilet seat collection. He managed to make beautiful artwork out of toilet seats, and he'd been doing it for decades, and he had over 1,300 of them before he sold the collection to move to Texas last year. Um, I got a chance to visit with Barney Smith. At the time, I think he was 96, I want to say, so it was a couple of years ago. I went about 100 miles out of my way on a trip to Louisiana (laughs) to, to spend some time with Barney, and I do not regret it. He was just a blast. He was so much fun. He has passed away, but here's a little bit of the last time I saw him in person, and then we'll give you an update on his participation on the show after that. What do you expect to find in heaven? I expect to find my mother and dad, my brother and my sister and my uh, kin folks that have gone on before me and my wife. I told her, I said, well, whenever you leave here, tell St. Peter that there's an old boy down here working on toilet seats that won't suffice in heaven. And so uh, she's got a good word for me to... He's a very sweet man. Oh, oh, my gosh. How unbelievably sweet was he? I can't yeah. believe he lived uh. another day. <laughs> right. He sounds so old in that interview. Correct. Well, so uh, so I interviewed him, and we put it out on a podcast and played some highlights in the air. And then we thought, let's keep in touch with Barney. So we did. We called him a few times after that just to touch base, especially since when he made the announcement that he was selling the Toilet Seat Museum. We wanted to check in and make sure he was okay with that. Honestly, we thought, like, well, he's going to go after he gets rid of that because that's what he really put his heart and soul into for his last album. It was his passion. Yeah. It was his yeah. passion. It was definitely his passion. So we uh, we heard the sad news this morning. We thought, you know what? Let's uh, let's dig up the tape of the last time. Maybe I think don't it's... say dig up. Uh, <laughs> a little, yeah, a little early. Insensitive. Yeah. Okay. Let's, find, let's put our hands on yeah. the tape okay. of uh, the last time we spoke with Mr. Smith, which I think was about a year ago. We had Barney on, and uh, it's a, maybe a nice way to remember it. <laughs> I mean, should we set it up at all? We were try At the end of it, we were trying desperately to... End the phone call on a, <laughs> on a positive note. Yeah, not for right. any other reason than you're on the radio. Right, yeah. you're on the radio. Yeah. We well, because Barney was, Barney was quite a talker, and I think we'd already had him on for like 11 minutes at this point, and right. we, we were trying to get him off the phone. Now, we didn't know, of course, this was going to be the last time that we ever talked to him, but we, we could have guessed afterwards. 
<laughs> it's your time. You do whatever and the I heck you to, want. Uh, continue to work until the Lord calls me, oh, and God. it won't be long. I realize that. Oh, Barney. Well, we planned. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're putting on our calendar to call you next year to wish you a happy 98th as well. And call it in. You don't have to wait for my birthday. All right. Give me a ring and see how things are going. Uh, we will do We'd that. Love to. Yes. I hope okay. that I'm not bedridden. I hope that I'm still up on my feet. But you, I'm, uh, you, you will be. No, you'll be my gone. arms are gone. My legs are gone. No, no, and you're I'm fine. About gone. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. No, you're I'm good. good. You're hanging in there, Barney. All right, we'll thank talk you to you soon. Call well, thank okay. you, we'll Barney. talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> You did you just hang up on Barney? That took a real turn at the Did end. you just hang up on he Barney? He did. Oh, God. I don't I don't like anything in he's, the last minute. He's 97, Kevin. I didn't really hang up on you him. Clipped him. Yes. He, you clipped him. He hung up. No, you, you clipped no, him. No, you clipped him. He, no, he you hung, clipped him. That he might be the last time we ever... Oh, his arms aren't working, his legs, didn't you hear him? That was a rough last minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was a super rough oh, oh. But when you listen to that, you go, that guy's ready to go. Oh, he's, he's ready to go. Yeah, I heard like dust coming out of his mouth as he was talking. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so confused because he was alive. Uh-huh. And now he's dead. Yeah. I don't understand how that happened. It seemed like yesterday he was fine. Yeah. R.I.P. Barney. We're going to miss that. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Allie is here. Time for what's happening on a Wednesday. What's going on? Oh, well, none of you three are, are particularly known for your low voice here on the radio. You're, Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. You're no Theo from the beat, <laughs> right? right? No. But who would you say has the lowest voice? Probably Bean? Between Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think we all are tied for for sopranos. I don't know. Me coming Kevin? in, I, I've, I think I've upped the helium. You have. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. you make us sound lower. Yeah. Okay. I, would, I would guess Bean. Okay. Bean, um, if you wouldn't mind, I want to hear how low you can sing. Like the lowest note that you can sing. Oh, I can't. I, I mean, my my voice does not go any lower than this. this just is sing, it. sing the lowest note you can sing. Like sing just Old sing Man the, River. Word, the word low even. Old Bad River, it keeps on... Where are we going with this? What are you doing? finished? What? <laughs> Damn it. Come on, That's man. all I got. All right, Kevin, you try it. Oh, that's the same thing. Oh, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I'm not going to keep going. Go ahead. We got time. Old Bad River. That's it. All right, Jensen. That's all I got. <clears throat> Old Man River. <laughs> okay. Why are you asking us? The this? reason I'm asking There's you this. There's no reason. Um, Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be funny. Like, no reason. All right. Let's anyway, get what's uh, happening? So Ed Sheeran in Netflix news. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because a Welsh woman broke the Guinness World Record for the lowest vocal note sung by a female singer. I'm just going to have her explain it. 
Hello, my name is Helen Leahy. I'm a musician. I'm 31 years old, and today I'm going to attempt to break a world record for the lowest vocal note by a female. That last note was lower than any of you guys. Oh, sure, by far. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, Guinness World Record, you guys. Very impressive. Little lady from Wales. Just killing it. I love, though, if you watch the video, she attempts it. And then at the end of the first attempt, she's like, no, that wasn't it. And they've got all these computers that are, like, getting the range (laughs) and everything. And the guy looks up from the computer. He's like, nope. And she goes back and does it again. It was like the most ridiculous video you've ever seen. Like they were doing a surgery on the most important human on the face (laughs) of the earth. It was... uh, Do it again and do it right. Pretty cool, though. And the fact that we got both of you to sing Old Man River. Yeah. That's a bonus. Definite bonus, you guys. I have the prior record holder. Yeah? Yeah. Want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't... I mean, it's good. When did she go low? That was it. Oh, that was yeah, it. That, okay. that, yeah. She destroyed the old record. Wow. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Not even close. Yeah. You're ridiculous. You guys, Lifetime is set to begin production on a movie based on the college admission scandal course that we saw dozens of very wealthy families indicted on fraud charges earlier this year. It's tentatively titled College Admission Scandal. Wow, that's a great... (laughs) The two-hour film is going to center on two wealthy mothers who encounter Hmm. the college admissions consultant, William Ricksinger, and willingly partake in getting their kids into top-tier colleges. Go ahead and answer the question we're all thinking. Will she play herself? I mean, there are two perfect actresses for this movie. I mean, one might be in jail by the time this is uh, in production. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it's weird that they're choosing two wealthy mothers, though. That's an odd Mm. thing, huh? Definitely, Mm. definitely. You guys, uh, yesterday in Rhode Island, police arrested a man named David Page. Reports that he was acting suspicious in the neighborhood where Taylor Swift has a home. Page had a backpack with a metal bat sticking out of it, and when he was confronted by police, he tried taking off. So they're like, oh, something's up with this dude. When they caught up to him um, and his backpack was searched, police found the bat, as well as 30 lockpicks, a crowbar, gloves, a flashlight, screwdrivers, and a rake. How big is this backpack? Good Lord. So he said he had just arrived in Rhode Island from New York. He was previously in Memphis and Nashville. He just wanted to catch up with Taylor Swift mm. um, so she could help him with his music career. Hmm. I see. With all of that all in his of backpack? That, yeah. Well, you yeah. always take a rake to a meeting on right? a music you career. You it's do. the most important thing. Yeah. Bean's making fun of this guy like it's not him. Right. A bat, 30 lockpicks, a crowbar, gloves, a flashlight, screwdrivers, and a rake. I don't like the sound of any of that. I don't like the sound of any of it. However, I would like to know make and model of the backpack. It seems like it's got a lot of solid backpack. Yeah, pretty solid. Not a good situation. 
Oh, I'm just going to lie here, moaning, <laughs> thinking about Taylor Swift. Oh, oh, Tay-Tay. I love when Bean plays clips of himself. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Some Turn birthdays for you. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss, Rose Byrne, Kristen Chenoweth, Michael Richards, Gus Van Zandt, Linda Carter, and J-Lo. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Here's the topic I've been dying to talk about. Well, first, let's spend a minute just talking about Euphoria, because not everybody is watching this show. It's on HBO, and it has a little bit of buzz, not as much as I think it deserves. Allie is my Euphoria buddy. How do you describe this show to people, Allie? (laughs) Allie is my Euphoria buddy. Um, Meaning that she's my friend who watches it and we talk about it. I would describe it as every parent's worst nightmare. Yes. Because it is... a great way to put it. It's just, it's teenagers doing things that... Ah, newsflash, teenagers are all doing. But and not my kids. Uh, not your kids, <laughs> right, though. Right, right. But it's graphic sex. It's graphic drug use. It's gra- It's domestic violence. It's all of the things that you truly don't believe is happening yeah. in your home, let alone your neighborhood. And it just shows how these bad things permeate this town and it's just it's a lot and this uh this uh, past sunday's episode also had a uh had a uh, a kid getting beat up by a bunch of other dudes too that was an extreme bullying event as well so i mean it has everything you hope your kid will avoid one of the plot lines in this uh in this show euphoria on hbo is a wonderful actress named barbie ferreira she plays a character named cat on the show and by the way she's beautiful This is a beautiful girl. She, though, is sexually confused, would you say, Allie? Sexually frustrated? No. Because she's a little bit... Very different. Well, no, she's a little bit chubby, though, and she doesn't have the fun sex life that she sees her classmates have. She's a little chubby. Her boyfriend broke up with her after she had gone away and gained some weight on vacation. Love of her life dumped her because she had gained weight. Mm. So all she wants to do is lose her virginity. She picks a really bad time at a party because people were filming it. What happened then is they filmed it and put it on the internet. And that's not something that's not you, what want. you want. No. Then the principal got involved. She was like, not me, blah, blah, blah. They wound up have, taking it off of the internet. But she also found comments on, on the video that were like, oh, my God, I'd love to see more of this girl. This girl's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And it changed her whole outlook on sexuality and that she can be attractive to a certain demographic of men. Mm-hmm. Pick it up, Bean, with her webcam. By the way, she is attractive <laughs> to this demographic of men. I'll tell you that. Oh, so, all right. Take it all easy. All I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> so she decides. So she decides because she's getting all this positive feedback from the YouPorn comments that she is going to start her own webcam business in her bedroom of her parents' house. Yeah. Talk about parents' worst nightmare. By the way. Yeah. Imagine this going on with your teenage daughter under your roof and you don't even know about it. And Open the door! <laughs> I can't. I'm waiting for tokens. <laughs> and by the way, she is getting paid. Yeah. She has her Amazon wish list that's getting taken care of. And she just becomes this sensation running this business out of her parents' house. And I started thinking about... I bet there's a lot of stuff that goes on in your parents' house that your parents have no idea about it because 
in a lot of parents' minds, she's a 16-year-old girl. She's just just a teenager doing homework or talking on the phone or mm-hmm. watching TV. You know so what I mean? So if you're a webcam girl, call now. No, no, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> what? Uh, it can be. I guess it could be. Uh, but what we're saying is stuff that you got away with living with your parents that they had no idea about. And I just envision not only people running businesses, but I, I just, people, you know, people going to Mexico for three days and your parents don't even know it. You yeah, know, it's going to be at uh, Billy's house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Studying. Whatever it is, what fast one were you able to pull off over your parents? I guess it's not off over. It's either over or off. It's <laughs> either, one or the other. Either way, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're looking for. What else? What else would be good examples of what people might be able to do? People might. Uh, I mean, a lot of times you you see the stories of the people who had the girlfriend or the boyfriend climb up the stairs and get mm-hmm. in the window. Yeah. Yes. A lot of times that happens. A lot of like parties when your parents yes. are out of town. We had mm-hmm. a big rager. Mm-hmm. They never found out. That's I had right. a friend that wasn't allowed to get a car. Um, who bought a car and parked it about two blocks from her house. Is that right? And would drive us everywhere, and her parents had no idea she had a car. That is fantastic. Wow. Just bought an old beater and was like, this is it. This is my freedom. (laughs) That is exactly what we're looking for. His or her parents did not know they had a car. No idea. I love that. All right, so that's the topic. Let's see what we get on this. 1-800-520-1067. And Kevin's not wrong if you're a webcam girl. That's okay, too. (laughs) We'll take a call next on (laughs) K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. You were doing something uh, that your parents probably worst nightmare, but they didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Joyce is calling from Mission Viejo. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. Uh, I was 17 years old and went to Vegas with my boyfriend during spring break, which was already bad enough. But we were staying at the Sahara, and I won $900 on a slot machine, but that's back in the day when it was only the coins. And they didn't have enough in the machine, so a attendant had to come, and they asked for my ID, which, of course, I wasn't old enough. But that's not even the worst part. I was staying there, and they kicked me out of my room even. I couldn't even stay there anymore. (laughs) You got kicked out of the Sahara. (laughs) Yeah. That really takes something. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. So you and your your parents didn't know any of this? They still don't know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> can we can we call them? <laughs> I can't believe you no. won nine hundred bucks and you you walked out of there with nothing and got kicked out. And and that's yeah. still the most I've ever won in Vegas, and I've been to Vegas a lot. Oh, Joyce, yeah. technically <laughs> technically you didn't win it. I'm just throwing it back out there. That's amazing. Nine hundred bucks when you're seventeen oh. is like. 10 yeah. grand. Agreed. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank wow. you. Thank you for the call. We appreciate you listening to us, Joyce. Uh, from the 310, Amanda says, I would steal the car when my mom and dad went to bed upstairs at night. I was 15 at the time. That's what we're nice. talking about. Your call's coming up next. We usually try to guess on the phone topics how many people are going to call with stories. And on this one, we thought a lot. And it uh-huh. turns out a lot. We could do lot. this all day. Yes. Well, people like to get away with stuff, you know? I mean, that's just that's, that's a part, good point. Part of being a teenager, I think, is what can I get away with that my parents don't know about? And that's what we're talking about here at 1-800-520-106. And we have some wonderful calls on hold. Please, Sarah, don't go away. We want to talk to you, Melissa, as well. Freddie, don't hang up. Let's start with Yessie, though. She's in Monrovia. She's up first line one, please. I don't know how we're ever going to get past no, Yessie. you don't top Yessie. <laughs> hey, Yessie. Hi. Oh, oh, no. Hey, we didn't knock you up. Don't blame us. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even call in. You called in. <laughs> All right. What uh, what happened, my dear? I had a baby, and my dad didn't know until I was in the hospital in labor. Okay, hold up. Now, so you were pregnant for nine months, and you knew it. 
This is one of those stories. Yeah. Okay. But your dad, you were living with your dad at the time, and he had no idea that his daughter was pregnant. Right. And how old were you at the time? Sixteen. Sixteen? Oh, wow. wow. How do you, th- I mean, how? Uh, what extreme lengths did you have to go to to hide it from him? Were, you were showing, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, I dressed a little bit baggier than normal, but... <laughs> It was pretty obvious. But in your mind, you have to be thinking, um, he's going to find out. He's going to notice. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of hoping he wouldn't he notice. Would and mom, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> but But what was your plan? Because you knew at some point that baby was coming out, and you knew that was going to be a terrible way for your dad to find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. I love Yassi. My aunt, my aunt called me when I was in labor at the hospital. Your aunt called him when you were in labor at the hospital. That's uh-huh. a great phone call to dad. And he was and he was delighted, right? Um, no. Okay, no. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Yessi. We appreciate the call. I sort of see how it happened now that we've talked to her. <laughs> Let's try. Um, let's try Sarah. She's in Los Angeles. She's on line four up next on K Rock. Morning, Sarah. Hey. Hey there. What'd you, get, you get away with? Hey. You had a ba- you had a baby, and your parents didn't know you were pregnant. <laughs> no, no, not that. Okay. Um, I act- I'm actually pretty proud of this one. Um, when I was 16, my friend and her like badass aunt took us both to get like tattoos oh. and uh, you know, little secret tattoos and. On our hips, under our, you know, swimsuits. So, you know, even when we had those swimsuits on, you couldn't see. And, right. you know, very secret. My parents didn't know. They were simple little hearts. We got matching tattoos. And um, I was 16. And I think they didn't find out until I was 18 that I had it. And the way that, well, they didn't find out until I was actually 30 that I had it. But um, my mom first saw my tattoo when I was 18 I was coming out of the shower, as moms do sometimes. They accidentally see you coming out of the shower, and she... Uh, She's a narc. <laughs> she, uh, she, she was like, what is that on your, what is that on your hip? And I, I was like, oh, wait, wait a second, Mom. I ran to my room. I grabbed some markers really yeah. fast and colored, colored the tattoo in with the markers and then came back out, and I said what what mom and she says what is that on your hip is that a tattoo show me and i showed her i licked my finger i smeared it i said no mom it's fake it's not real wow look at you believed it sarah's a mastermind Mm -hmm. yep and then you got and you got away with it until you were 30 until she found out for real yeah, I I told her. I actually told her the whole story and how proud I was that I got away. With That's fantastic. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Then, we we appreciate the call. Well done. By the way, uh, who's this tattoo? It wasn't a tattoo artist, I guess, that gave it to an underage person. It was just like a kind of a homegrown tattoo. No, like no, a, pretty went to a shop. Yeah. I love oh. that beans. Like all tattoo artists are probably on the up and up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my guy was good, so everyone's got to be good. Let's uh, let's do some Freddy here online. Eight. He's in Anaheim. This is what I'm talking about. Morning, Freddie. What's up, party people? What'd you get away with in your parents' house? They didn't know it. So basically, one of my buddies asked me to bring over uh house, right? Bring over what? And he's his our VCR back in the days. Okay. Know, VCR. <laughs> okay. And uh I he started making a copy of a porn. And he rented it out, and then he was like, yeah, I want, I'd like it so much, I'm going to keep it. And I was like, wait a minute, Joey. We 
Oh, your phone is you... your phone's cutting out. So your idea was, hey, if you're making a copy for yourself, let's make additional copies that we can sell. At school, that's right. Oh, at school. Okay. At, how old? And every, we were like sixteen. Okay, so we're talking about nineteen ninety seven, ninety six, around there. Okay, and uh, yeah, we opened up our little business, man. And then business really blew up. Uh, the year after, when one of our classmates graduated and she made a porn, a, a porn uh, video, mm. and so we were really selling that all over. <laughs> so yeah, like the kings of porn, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did your parents ever find out? You know what? I, I never told them that. Can we call I don't them? Think it was, oh my god! <laughs> Come on, Freddie and Joey, the kings of porn. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows them, like JJ. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Allie is here with our final look at what's happening here on a Wednesday morning Kevin and Bean show. What's going on? Well, this is for you sneakerheads out there. Mm. Because there was a big auction yesterday. Jensen. Kid Jensen, listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is a shoe by Nike. It is the 1972 Waffle Racing Flat, known as the Moon Shoe. Okay, they just released some Waffle uh, re-releases uh, last couple weeks. Okay, I'm going to give you a little background on this, because Nike's co-founder, who was also a renowned Oregon yeah. University track coach. Big time, yeah. He developed and designed these shoes for runners at the 1972 Olympic Trials. Cheers. Oh my God. Cheers. Let's get some shifts. Let's get some shifts. Okay. Only 12 were created. That is very, very low in the shoe world. Very, very rare shoe. Even fewer exist today. I was going to say, take into consideration, these are from the 70s. They have to be in perfect condition or some sort of condition Mm -hmm. or not in the trash. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, What would you you think they went for at auction? Boy, I have no idea in that market. From the 70s? I have no idea. Market's big. They're, they only started with 12, and there's one left? Um, There's more somewhere. but Okay, few, but this is the like, one that was for auction. Yeah. Okay. $7,500. Okay. $2 million. Um, two, 150000 Okay. Bean, you have a guess? Boy, I'm just, I, I'll say 150000 in $1, because okay. I have no clue. Bean, you win, because this <laughs> 1972 Nike Waffle Racing Flat, known as Moonshoe, went for $437,500. Wow. A man named Miles Nadal bought bought the pair of shoes. He's an avid collector, and he plans to display the sneakers alongside his collection of classic cars at his private museum in Toronto, Canada. Same. What a boring museum. <laughs> right? These old shoes oh in my, my car. God. Come on in. <laughs> Look at this. 
these old ass shoes. <laughs> I love it. Oh Jensen, do you think uh, this is a, a tough question to answer, but is it worth it? Is that pair of shoes worth $400,000? I know it was to the person who auctioned it off because they got $400,000 yeah. for it, but is it is that the value of them now? No, I, I, I know there's a definite, I guess Sotheby's is setting up a sneaker uh, auction soon. So it's it's starting to have a lot of value. The Air Mags, those like Back to the Future 2 releases that Nike mm-hmm. put out a few years ago, those are going for a couple like tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't think they're worth that kind of money. Like, but. I can't... I wonder if he could turn around in a year and sell them for a profit. Yeah, I mean... For a profit, that's Nike, a good question. Nike re-releases shoes a, less. a lot. I mean, he paid a lot well, for them. Well, he can sell yeah. them at some point, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but does he get dollars. more than he paid for? It? No. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, they re-release shoes all the time, so sometimes people spend a bunch on, like, the 90s versions, and then they mm-hmm. come out with the same shoe... In 2019. Uh, uh, just to fill you in on this, the previous world auction record for any pair of sneakers yeah. was $190,373. Wow. That was for a pair of Converse worn and signed by Michael Jordan in the 1984 Olympic basketball final. Well, wow. that's awesome. I mean, that's got all of that. that has yeah. everything. It went that's for an awesome so much shoe less. Because that's a Converse, not a Nike that Jordan wore. Right. It's signed. I mean, that's kind of, I see where that value is. Yes. Yeah, Just absolutely. having an old ass shoe. Right? 300 yeah. grand more for this ugly ass waffle shoe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is ugly. Yeah, it's not nice looking. No. Uh, eight or nine million. Is it, did that how much it went for? Oh, no. Mm. Okay. No, a little, little less than $52 that. million. Dollars. No, again, uh, 437500 oh. mm-hmm. A little different. Good to know. This is the most baller move, and I, I want at some point in my life to have this kind of money just to do it. You're Ed Sheeran. You've got a mansion in London. But still, people complaining. Your neighbors are like, mm, grumbling about noise. Oh, Ed's playing his guitar too loud. So what do you do? You just buy the two houses next door to your mansion in London. You know what? Respect. That's a baller move. That really is. Problem That's solved. Strong. That's strong. And then he decided, oh, you know what? I also own a pub in the UK. I'm going to buy the apartment above it so we can stay there, be pretty loud. Does no he one. just like, wherever he goes, he just buys whatever he's going into? Well, mm-hmm. according to The Sun, um, Ed owns 22 properties in all, which cost him just under $60 million, which, not bad. It seems like he's he knows what to buy. Sure. You he are is, a white Rodney King, a hero. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, mm. He has two farmhouses, a bungalow, a four-car garage, a pub, another four-bedroom home, and a 26-foot-tall treehouse. Yes. Ed Sheeran's the best. That's so sweet because he looks like a Keebler elf, he too. He does. Yeah. Here's a treehouse. That's so he cute. He bought a treehouse, That's pretty guys. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Pretty rad. Also pretty rad, Homecoming. Uh, season two, they have decided, oh, who should star in it? How about singer, actress, fashion queen, Janelle Monet. She's going to take over as the lead for the next season of Amazon's paranoia thriller, replacing the previous star, Julie Roberts, who is staying on to be an executive producer of the series. Well, finally, they put in somebody who can act on that show. <laughs> Janelle Monet will play, will play a, quote, tenacious woman who finds herself floating in a canoe with no memory of how she got there or even who she is. She's got a point. She's an icon. Mm-hmm. She's a legend. And she is the moment. I mean, that old trope, right? You wake sure. up in a canoe and you're like, I have no <laughs> idea who I am. We've seen it all before. We've seen it. This will Kevin, be a fresh take. Was, yes. was, it, was it you who at one point was obsessed with the vein in uh, Julia Roberts' head? 
I mean... Was that you? Yeah, but like, I took a lot of crap for it. You yeah. did, because the rest of us really never noticed it. She has it. a very pronounced vein in the in her forehead. And once you mm-hmm. see it, you can never unsee it. Hmm. And is it all the time or just when he, she and makes Allie specific pointed face? It out, not I me. did not. <laughs> well, is it when she makes speci- like a specific I mean, face or is it all like the time? Like when she's angry? I don't know. Contemplative? I don't know. Happy? Because you have that it's weird thing about the beautiful uh, Marion Cotillard, uh, all you can obsess with is that her eyes are bonkers, you I say? mean, because they're bonkers. But they're not. Bonkers. <laughs> they're, they're perfect. And Julia Roberts was another one that you figured out a way to, to make a beautiful woman ugly in your bonkers. 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 I mean, is there, is there such thing as a woman who's acceptable looking to you, I guess, is the question. I'm just a douchebag. That's Whoa. it. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Julia Roberts. No, what agreed. I, I agree. Except for the vein, right? No, no. I'm all good. <laughs> oh, you're past the vein. Yeah. I wish Allie had never brought it up. I, t- I don't first think it was her. I think she was, still, said it. she was still I, in junior what? high school when you Jensen, were complaining about the vein. I wish Jensen hadn't said it. I, I was a sperm. That I way, wasn't even born yet. We wouldn't even be talking about it now, but he did. Kevin, you're such a disease. I wish Chip hmm. didn't bring it up. Uh, Chip wasn't even a gleam in her father's eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, still but at not. Least she but... still had a, had a father then. <laughs> oh, Chip. Wait. You quit? Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, maybe stay another week, though. Oh, thank you. <sighs> you guys, this is a uh, strange story that Lance Bass told. So, um, most people remember when he came out. It was a memorable People magazine issue in Please, 2006. Please, my wife's ex-boyfriend. Please, relate. Okay. Explain. Daniel Fischel's ex-boyfriend as well. Um, but that wasn't when he really came out because he came out to Britney Spears two years prior to that. And here's why. He said, it was the night that she got married the first time in Vegas to Jason, talking about the 2004 wedding to Jason Alexander in Las Vegas. Seinfeld. No. Very different. Very oh. different guy. Okay. Oh, I wish he married him. That would be <laughs> awesome. But he said, so I went up to Vegas to kind of see the craziness that was happening. And she was a little upset when she realized what she had done because, you know, it was a funny thing. And then she started, like, really crying. Like, she was so upset. So I took her up to her room. We were sitting on her bed. And she just wouldn't stop crying. So I'm like, I'm gay. And it made her stop crying. Wait, what? And she laughed. <laughs> That's a strange way to... Huh? How do I make her stop crying? I'm gay. Uh, what? It, it would stop you in your tracks. It would stop would you assume, in your tracks. Yeah. She stopped crying about the fact that she married this dude, Jason Alexander, not from Seinfeld. And uh, so that's the first time he ever came out was to Britney Spears. I'm sure Danielle wishes hmm. maybe she was the first. How long did they date? Over a year. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't there a clue? There were a lot of clues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just didn't put them together. Like a bad detective. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she didn't have a baby with him. Nah. Nah. <laughs> That's a good point, B. Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, veins in Julie Roberts' head. Mm-hmm. Lance guy, Bass not guy, having babies women, with Danielle Fischel. Bon, 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 bonkers. Bonkers eyes. Yep. My friends totally went ghost on me. <laughs> 
Miss that dude. Some birthdays for you. Elizabeth Moss, Rose Byrne, Kristen Chenoweth, Michael Richards, Gus Van Zandt, Linda Carter, Jennifer Lopez, and Kyle Kuzma. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Ellie. A 5 p.m. commercial free hour with Stryker and Klein. It's happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning at all new Kevin Abincho on Thursdays, we do Get Up on This with Jensen. It's a good one. We have uh, Dr. Drew on the program tomorrow. We have astute observation, Kevin. We have uh, comedian Jay Moore <laughs> joins us tomorrow morning. And we've, got, and we've got your tickets Kevin! for 21 Pilots as well tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.